0: You're listening to Made the Same Way, the podcast for those who are curious about how we humans are made. My name is Wanda. I'm a rapper, producer and songwriter from Manchester. And in this series, we're discovering how we get from a fertilized egg to a fully functioning human being. To answer this, I've teamed up with HDBI. That's the Human Developmental Biology Initiative to explore science in a brand new way. Each episode we bring together one emergent artist and one knowledgeable researcher to discuss science, life, and music. And at the end of each episode, the pair will have a limited amount of time to collaborate on an original piece inspired by their conversation.
1: But it's amazing as well how there are them options uh, if you if, if someone is born premature, there are ways to recover. Exactly.
0: Yeah. In this episode, we bring together Beth. A singer and performer from Manchester, and Lucia, a specialist in lung development, who was particularly excited to be in the studio.
2: Do you mind, like, I don't know, like taking a picture, or of something for people in the oh. lab?
0: <laughs> the pair are chatting about how our heart and lungs develop before we're born, and just how life-changing this research could be—a subject that's very personal to Beth and her family.
1: lovely to meet you. I'm Beth. Hi Beth,
2: lovely to meet you too. I am Lucia. Do you have any particular expectation
1: about like this conversation? So personally my sister, she was born with a heart condition. Um, I was too young to really understand what was going on. Um, This was in 2013 so I must have been 12 years old. But she was born with an open valve in her heart and it, it all escalated pretty quickly. She was in hospital for quite a while, so I just remember her being in hospital for months in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was she was under surgery. It was I think it was the open valve surgery where they had to do that. Cause I remember when I saw her in hospital, she was like blue. So that's the first sign, and then they had to rush her from Sheffield to Birmingham. Thank goodness, like she yeah. was saved. So. And now she's crazy, <laughs> no, I'm very happy that she's full of life and yeah, yeah, and she could recover it. i mean even I've had conversations with my dad about this project, and even he wants to know a lot more about why that might have happened, yeah, so
2: yeah, I think that's also like for like from a scientific perspective, like we want that like the type of research that we do like remain like relevant for society yeah. and and of course, like we would like to come up with an understanding on how this process occurred like how the lung and the heart for example like develop properly and if something goes wrong like trying to identify it on the on the right moment and mm-hmm. of course if, if we cannot like prevent it to happen at least be able to offer in the future like some like better ways of treating it yeah um, um, so, yeah, hopefully we can at least give you a bit of insight uh, yeah, on definitely. that. Yeah,
1: that's what, definitely. That's what we, we need. I, I was going to bring my dad today, but I thought oh, I can't bring my dad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, I, I would like to ask you, like, from your music career, like, could you describe, like, your job or, like, your... Um, yeah, what you do, like, in one sentence.
1: So I make soul and jazz and R&B music... Um And it's all through all the writing that I do do. It's mainly, I don't speak to people, I just write down how I'm feeling or my life experiences and then that can inspire me to then put it into some form of art. Describe your job to me as well in in one sentence. Um, Well, I um, am... multidisciplinary
2: scientist um, with a background in physics engineering and biology and i'm trying to combine all of that to better understand how long develops and what about you do you like studied science at some point were you interested in science i did
1: i studied science at school but i feel like whilst i was at school i was probably a little bit immature to um, listen as ignorant as that sounds, um, but now I'm at an age where I love watching documentaries about science and uh, it's, there's a lot more to it, I feel like, than what you learnt at school. Is that is that right, do you think? Yeah, yeah. no, totally. And now I'm a little bit more mature, I'm a lot more open to finding out about it. It's like I think about, this might be completely random, but, like, how certain... I suppose it is scientific in a way, but how certain plants have, like... Features of animal patterns and how that is all connected. I just find it yeah. crazy. Like that's interesting to me. Yeah, how everything is connected in a way.
2: Which actually, it's very interesting that you mention it because, like, one of like the main characteristics of uh, the long the, the developing lung is a process is a patterning process that mm-hmm. we scientists called the branching morphogenesis. right And if you think about it, it's something that we can see in many other like organisms like in, in trees, in plants, yeah. even in rivers, like this idea of like you have um, like tubular ch- um, like structures that they continue branching to form like a tree-like architecture. And, and that's, like, essential to, like, for our airways to form. Yeah, to give you a little bit more information about that, we know that the, the lung starts developing, like, around the fifth post-conception week, when the fetus is very small. Mm-hmm. And then these uh, tissue, they form the primary bronchi that are the ones that are connected um, to the trachea. And then they continue as they go away from that primary branch, they continue to like undergo this um, repetitive process of branching and continue branching until they become like the the branches that are very away. Mm -hmm. They are very small and, and tiny. And the next Step which is also very crucial for lung development is um, in these very deep regions of these tubes, they are located um, what we call the stem cells, and these are cells that they have the potential to form or specify to all the epithelial cells that are relevant for the adult lung to. To function, and especially in these deep regions, they will start expanding to form the alveoli, and the alveolar is the unit where the gas exchange, um, when we exchange the oxygen and the CO2, which is essential to to sustain mm-hmm. life.
1: So this is all during the nine months that a baby is developed. Yeah. So, would what's the time frame between? Them.
2: Right. Yeah,
1: this this
2: like first budding, what we call like this first budding, starts around the f- fifth post-conception week, mm-hmm. um, and for example, wh- for the time that we have this more complex airway architecture, is around the sixteen post-conception week, and then the the specification or like the formation of the alveoli it will start at that age, and it will, It needs to continue until the end of the pre- pregnancy. Okay, yeah. And uh, something that we know is that, for example, when the baby uh, burns too soon, then the lungs they haven't reached that. That right. moment where they like not
1: fully developed yet. Yeah, exactly,
2: yeah. they're not fully developed yet. Mm-hmm. And then the babies, when they burn too soon, they might have problems, uh, like, breeding normally. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially because the alveoli, uh, they haven't been, like, Fully develop and they cannot function. So then, um, from our perspective, of, of if you ask me why I am trying to understand better how this process works, yeah. is to be able, in one hand, to offer like better treatments to like premature babies, for example. Yeah. And in other case, also something um, that we know is that when the our lungs are exposed. Uh, In adults, our lungs are exposed to many, like, molecules from the ambient. Like, we breathe a lot of chemicals and a lot of things that could also affect and and our lungs, they can be injured. So, from the uh, developmental biology perspective, we would like to understand when an injury is occurring in our lungs, can we revert back to more developmental stages where the the cells they can in a way like try to um start this program again and regenerate mm-hmm. itself again
1: so if a baby is born premature and the the lungs aren't fully developed will that will, will they never develop afterwards or is- I don't know if that sounds like a silly question. No, but <laughs> it's
2: not. It's not a silly at all. It's actually a very important question, and uh, we know that there is th- certain um, uh, drugs that there are even used uh, now. For example, there is a molecule that is called dexamethasone mm-hmm. that um, it's given to the mothers when when they know that the baby is in risk of like premature birth, and that's like trying to help. To mature as much as possible right. the lungs before uh, they are they are born, but also we know that the, our lungs they are they are developed until the point where we can sustain the first breath after birth, but the full maturity of the lungs or the alveoli they still happening after birth. After birth, yeah.
1: But it's so, amazing as well how. There are them options uh, if you if if someone is born premature, there are ways to recover. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and
2: and we want to like like maybe come up with better yeah. ideas for
1: that. And you've brought these experiments in as well. Can you tell me a little bit more about about these and how they work?
2: Yeah, I I brought it's a microfluidic device, mm-hmm. and as I said, like I'm trying to understand particularly um what kind of like mechanical stimuli affect lung development and um to maybe before explaining the the experiment i should like yeah. give um like what are what we know that are like the mechanical stimuli that are present in in lung development um, like it's easy to think that in adults, the the lungs they are like constantly undergoing or they're experiencing this mechanical expansion mm-hmm. when we breathe in, and then when we exhale the air, then the the lungs they need to to relax and go back to like, yeah, a relaxed, um, like, shape. And this, like, the rate of our breathing can change depending if we are dressed or if we are, like, doing exercise. So then this, like, the frequency of how often the lungs expand and then relax uh, can be, like, affected. But what we know, and for me it's, like, very fascinating, is that Throughout pregnancy, the lungs are completely filled with the amniotic fluid. So these tubes that I mentioned, like the the airway tubes, are entirely filled with the amniotic fluid. And and also they experience like random contractions that we as scientists we call them breathing-like movements. Right. In in certain like mouse models, we can see these random contractions in the microscope. Mm -hmm. And one hypothesis from our uh, area of research is that this mechanical stimuli is essential to to patterning the, the lung. I don't know if there's like some, like quite, yes. I think I, I mentioned a lot of things. Yeah. Just you going have...
1: back to when you said, depending on what you're doing, like exercise wise, it can change in pace. So is that connected to the heart as well? I actually, I've got a, a ectopic heartbeat. It's where your heart beats irregularly. I only found out this year really, um, but you can feel it within your pulse you can feel it at night like beating through your chest so i was wondering is that to do with your lungs as well yeah well
2: definitely the lungs and heart they need to work together mm-hmm. to take the oxygen throughout the the body and and actually during uh, like the, the development heart and lung they need to develop simultaneously and and I at least from the developing perspective, like the heart needs to be like mm-hmm. developing like fully yeah. and, and properly, like undergoing this like program and all the process like normally. So then the lung also like receive like this the signals yeah. to, and to I fully um, develop.
1: I notice it more when I am um doing exercise and I'm breathing heavier and that's when the, the heartbeat increases. So that's why it, it, I think it's, yeah, to do with, like, my breathing and, like, being out of breath sometimes. So
2: Yes, yeah, I mentioned, like, it's a very coordinated process. Like, mm-hmm. uh, our cells, they need oxygen to to, to function. Mm-hmm. So then, for example, when we are, like, doing exercise and probably when you're, like, singing, then your yeah. cells and your muscles, they, they are, like... a they they need the oxygen to, mm-hmm. to to perform and then um they they require more oxygen when you are like in higher act like activity yeah. um so like of course the the heart rate needs to adjust to that our breathing like how Deep we breathe, or how often we breathe, it will change, and it's also something that we normally do without even thinking. Like it's just something that our body knows how to do it, which is like very
1: fascinating. And I think it's interesting you said that about when you're performing as well. Like that's why I suppose people do have vocal training as well in order to um, take the right breaths when you when you sing in. Yeah, because you you do need that, and you need the breaths in order to hit like a good good note. And also I would like to
2: to mention something that I really like about um, my like that the work that I do is that it's a very collaborative like process. Um, I, I'm part of a group that I, I say that is, is a specialist in long development, but we also collaborate with a group actually two groups mm-hmm. that they are experts in heart development they, they are really wanting to understand better how specifically the heart develops um, yeah. during like, um, like gestation and, uh, and for us like of course it's like relevant to collaborate closely because these two organs they need to work like mm-hmm. collaboratively as well yeah.
1: Talking about lung development, what can go wrong uh, along the way as the lungs and heart develop? Yeah, there's there's uh,
2: different things. I, I think I already mentioned like one that is like obvious is for example when a baby is born too soon. Yeah, prematurely. Then it, it's, it's yeah prematurely. Then of course the the lung uh, the, it doesn't have the time. To, to finish that process. Um, however, there's some other aspects that um, for example, um, as I, I also mentioned uh, briefly that the lungs throughout light like, gestations, they are completely filled with the amniotic fluid. And actually the lungs are also responsible for the production of that, uh, that fluid. And we know that if, if there's like less uh, amniotic fluid that that normal or that is required then the lungs also they don't fully develop right on yeah based on our conversation would you say that what you do with your music and your job is like similar to what I do as a scientist
1: I think d- definitely in the ways that we're both so passionate about our jobs I'm sure like you some days can be frustrating when you're facing challenges in the lab. like Sometimes music doesn't just flow out of me or lyrics and stuff like that. So there's some days that are great, some days that are not. I, I agree, like,
2: being passionate about what you do is, yeah, definitely something that we have in common. But I also think that science has, like, this need of making like very complex theories or hypotheses you need to be able to kind of like narrow it down Mm -hmm. to something that you can communicate as well to the rest of your peers and colleagues so I think that could also be a similarity for example for you transmitting like maybe complex emotions into
1: um, like more
2: understandable message for 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 the listeners and stuff
1: Yeah. yeah definitely so shall we move on to the creative part? We'll make something together. Yeah, that sounds great. Do you normally
2: like follow uh, like a usual process for making your music? Or...
1: So usually it's um, what I have in my head. I, I mean, I could be, it sounds really silly, but I could be in the shower and some lyrics will just come to me and I can write it down in my notes if pop out for a second. Um, and then when it comes to actually sitting in the studio, I'll either find a beat or create a beat myself. and it takes a while sometimes. You just sometimes I, I will record and just mumble throughout the whole song. and lyrics can appear out out of that. Okay. So
2: would you prefer to choose like the tune or like the sound first? Yeah,
1: probably. I think it would be uh, we'll work together, find which beat we like the most. Um, and then I can, I can kind of work out a melody in my head and maybe sing a little bit. Um, It wouldn't be lyrics, I'll be rambling. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, yeah, I got, because I knew as well that you were from uh, Mexico, I decided to pick out some um, Latin beats, just in case you liked them. And I know it's Brazilian, like bossa nova, but I love
2: bossa nova. I also (laughs) love bossa nova.
1: It's just very chill vibes. like that all the way through but it makes yeah. you want to move right exactly see <laughs> <laughs> so I hear this in a jazz jazz oh, bar
2: this is also really nice this, it also want, makes me want to
1: move yeah <laughs> so i have got them um, Yeah. so it's a, it's a It's a challenge, but we'll get there. Because I'm used to writing heartbreak, love songs or or experiences, like, to write about science, I'm like... "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking that it's also,
2: we can make it related to Our personal experience yeah. a little bit like we come like from different backgrounds mm-hmm. and but then we put like the
1: passion in what we're doing like there's some like these similarities. Mm-hmm. When you was coming here, what did you expect from from it? Was there any concerns? Was there any? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was very excited to mm-hmm. to start with, um, and I. I really wanted to just kind of like engage in a conversation with you and learning from your experience and your interest. And one of my concerns was um, being able to like transmit first like why long long development is fascinating and interesting, but -hmm. at the same time trying to be fair which is it it's a it's a huge research like field and there are so many things that people they have learned and done about that and here i'm just like talking about a small aspect of it aspect of it right and sorry i'm just like ca- getting carried away with that no, reflection but
1: I, I i really I need all this so <laughs>
2: but I, I was thinking like um like the idea of the podcast is to also transmit that like the interest of science mm-hmm. for people that they might think that science is not for them. And in that sense, I I, I also, sometimes I feel that I'm not the expert in long development, for example,
1: and it's... Um, that you're trying to make it more accessible for people as well, to listen and to, to engage them.
2: Yeah, and also that the idea of, like, you don't need to be, like, the the expert of, of something as long mm-hmm. as as you like are curious of learning a bit more about it and, and you like work and collaborate with people then you can like find your kind of way contri- in it exactly and contribute equally to
1: you know when you did move to cambridge from mexico how did you feel when you first when you first moved was it excitement was it, were you anxious both
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I also moved in the pandemic in 2020 so it was right. it was a lot of uncertainty and um yeah anxiety about that but it was also a great opportunity and I was like very excited of um
1: okay that going right anyway. mm-hmm. yeah so if i think about um I could do verses. One verse could be from your perspective on your journey in science. One could be my journey with music. And then it could all be incorporated at a a chorus. So I feel like sometimes singers... I'm not saying I'll be good at imitating, but singers sometimes can be good at imitating a language. Mm -hmm. So it would be really, really cool to maybe... If, if you had a, a lyric that you could translate into Spanish that then I could sing because um, yeah, then it's, yeah. it's from your culture as well so we're adding that yeah. into it
2: um, and actually it's been kind of like my, it's a bit funny that you mentioned but I, I all my scientific like studies I did them in Mexico yeah. which is like in Spanish um, so then it was like a huge challenge to like move uh, to the UK and not but your only, English like,
1: is amazing as well. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm trying to learn Spanish now, <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, like the like there is like all the world of like actually translating science to mm-hmm. a new language. It's been like an uh, interesting process. Yeah, so I'm gonna pop that down as well. You can say random words in Spanish <laughs> and yeah. see, um, like the. Airway, in Spanish, we say it very different. It's las vías aéreas.
1: Las vías aéreas. 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 Yes. Beautiful. And how would you say uh, breathing in Spanish? Respirar. Oh, I can't roll my tongue like that. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's a tricky one, I'm sorry. Vérez. Respirar. Respirar.
1: Yes. Ah, that sounds good. Yeah. We can try. <laughs> <laughs>
0: are listening to Made the Same Way. Now, next time, we're bringing together another scientist and artist to look at how our brains develop. What do they look like whilst they're growing? Do they all develop in the same way? And does music actually have an effect on them? Join us next time to find out. Made the Same Way is a reform Radio production for HDBI, which is funded by Welcome. It was produced by Olivia Swift with help from Jamie Green.